Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. Frank McKay here. Welcome to LISC, and actually live LISC. And we're live for a certain reason. This is our Wednesday, you know, normally uh, set aside for. Uh, for Lisk and and it it is uh, it is here uh, breaking breaking it down, but we're doing it live today, and we're doing it live for a specific reason, because right after my spot, my normal spot with Tom Shalero, uh, twelve thirty one o'clock, I got a call and and I got some text from different folks uh, that live on Oak Beach, and they said it is swarming with cops, so all of a sudden. A, a beach that hasn't seen anything really I mean since the uh, the murders uh, or, or at least the 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 bodies and the remains of sex workers were found 12 years ago now uh, we didn't see much police activity there almost nothing and you know a couple of months ago we we heard that there were drones there were drones and they were looking at something and some Suffolk County PD, folks were there and as it uh, as it turns out today there is uh, there's a, a swarm of police officers and they don't look to be searching for anything we're going to have Joe Scalise on and he's a, a lifelong resident of Oak Beach and we'll have him report and and let us know what's going on and and some other people have uh, have called in to me and texted me that live there and and they're basically saying the same thing Joe Scalise is saying, that there's there's a lot of cops. And, and I, uh, I'm getting all kinds of different reports in from different folks saying that it looks like they're going to arrest somebody. Now, I just want to make this clear. And again, it's, uh, it, it's an off-the-record conversation that I had with somebody high up in law enforcement. And they said they're are no arrests being made today. So anyway, rather than tease it on uh, to make it look, you know, or sound more dramatic, I'll tell you right from the get-go, no arrests are being made today. I don't think there's any way that the person who told me that would would uh, would lie. There's no, no way. Very high-ranking law enforcement member, and I, I believe that as being absolutely true. And so no arrest being made today in, in LISC. And if you're just joining me on the last half of that statement, it's because there's cops all over Oak Beach for the first time in, in 12 years. Our set show that we had today, and even when I was on uh, with Tom Shalero at my, at my 1230 uh, spot that, uh, that I contribute to his show uh, every week, uh, he asked me, what's uh, what's on the show? And I said, well, the first part is Jerry Perigene. That's a guy from Pennsylvania, very, very good uh, researcher, uh, LISC researcher, and he was a longtime member of the West Islip community. And he had some interesting insight on some of the players that are uh, involved or names that are involved in LISC, in, uh, in, at least in the blogosphere and I got to know him, and he's he's got better information on certain people than anybody I've ever heard in my life. The research Jerry Perigene has done is just outstanding. I did a two-part interview with him, 
and I was going to play the first part today as a, as a pre-record, and I was going to play uh, the second part of Joe Scalise Sr., that's uh, Joe's dad, uh, as the second part of today's show, and that was it. But as soon as we heard that uh, the Marine Bureau, uh, police uh, Marine Bureau were there, which isn't unusual. I mean, it's a beach, right? It's it's a uh, uh, it's an island, and uh, you know, obviously, there's going to um, be a Marine Bureau involved. And and secondly, uh, the Suffolk County Police are there, and they seem to be in two different spots. One is one is by the mailboxes, and one is by the, uh, and if anyone knows uh, the Oak Beach area, the former Oak Beach uh, Inn, uh, OBI, and uh, in the parking lot over there, there's, there's other uh, police officers and um, cars, you know, waiting for something or doing something. So again, it looks... To, to people, you know, to, to I guess, the untrained eye, like they're about to pounce on something. And that's why I rushed in and said, you know what, pull the show and let's, let's do a live report in case something is going on. But again, we are hearing no arrest today. But what are they doing there, right? What are they doing there? And, and again, it's pure speculation on our part what's going on and you know i mean they don't look like they're searching for something at this point but you don't know maybe they're waiting they're waiting for orders maybe they're waiting to uh to do something else i don't know but the one thing i have to say and again i, I don't want this to be a love fest or i don't want people to think i'm having a love fest with the with the current law enforcement folks and the da and whatever but they're doing something right you're constantly seeing and hearing something happening and, and again, the, the caveat on all of that is, uh, is we've been starving for 12 years. People have been starving, especially the victims' families, have been starving for anything to, to be reported or, or talked about, that there are uh, any little morsels that, that crumble out, that come out of a conversation or whatever, ends up being like a feast, you know, looking like it's uh, like something real is, is happening. But something is happening with these guys. I mean, they, they've got a task force together, and I don't think it's BS. I don't think it's, uh, it's nonsense. It all started with the, the, the beating of, uh, on election day of, of Tim Sinney, and he took a real beating, uh, you know, 58% on election day. He lost by, to, to Ray Tierney. And um, soon after that, uh, Steve Ballone appointed a, a commissioner uh, in Rodney Harrison, who is, you know, let's, uh, let's face it, I mean, every indication is that he's excellent at what he does. Uh, there's also an indication that Steve Ballone tries to control his messaging, which, uh, you know, I hope the commissioner knows that he, he doesn't have to listen to, he doesn't have to listen to Steve Ballone. Steve Ballone could never, ever fire him. But when there's like a press conference going on, Ballone will send his guy down there and you'll see uh, one of his idiots, one of uh, Steve Ballone's uh, henchmen, like, you know, putting his, uh, putting his hand up saying, don't say that or, or cut there, don't answer that, you know, that type of thing. Um, Rodney Harrison is, by all indications, Commissioner Harrison is uh, his own man. 
and he is uh, he has been called a cop's cop. And I don't know if he understands. He doesn't know Blown well, but uh, I'm sure he'll get to know him and realize how bad Steve Blown has been. He's the one who appointed Jimmy Burke, who you know covered up this thing from the from the get go, and all of the non activity that has happened can be traced back to those two men at the top, uh, the police chief Burke that was appointed by Steve Ballone. Having said that, having said that, it's a new day. And the appointment of Rodney Harrison seems to be a, a great thing. I keep saying it over and over. That coupled with Ray Tierney being elected, Tim Sinney getting out of here as, you know, the, the puppet of, of Steve Ballone, who clearly was not going to do anything, was never going to do anything, and that's it's being proven now. Um, it's, uh, you know, that part, that part is, is behind us, and the combination of uh, tyranny, DA always is, is the first name you say. He's got to prosecute when they find it. It's one thing, they got to prosecute. It'll be in the DA's hands, but Rodney Harrison, of course, is a big part of that, and they brought the FBI in, and they brought the U.S. Attorney's Office in, and uh, the Sheriff's Office, and uh, Errol Toulon, and the different uh, folks there. The undersheriff, Kevin Catalina, was uh, was excellent a couple, couple of weeks back. But what we have now is we have activity. So when something happens like this, and when we see something along the lines of police activity in a place that nothing has happened. And let me just make it clear. Let me just, so we're not uh, using a hyperbole here. Nothing has happened police activity-wise in Oak Beach or on Oak Beach or Gilgo or West Gilgo since the initial investigation. It was shut down. The investigation was shut down. And now, all of a sudden, Again, it's a you know considered a cold case or whatever. We have things happening, and in fact, when Commissioner Harrison uh, first came uh, out here from New York City, the first syllables out of his mouth, first syllable was Lisk. We want to solve Lisk. We, and for those who don't know what Lisk is, it's the Long Island serial killing, and just to give you some indication of how little information has gotten out and how little has been done. You know, I just recently spoke to, uh, you know, someone else who, who does a podcast on this, popular podcast across the country. And, and I, I realize, and, and I say this with the greatest respect because the podcasts are, are good, you know? I mean, you know, all the different, uh, the Lisk podcast is good and Unraveled is good and, you know, the different shows that are out there. But, uh, the information that they're working on is like nothing. They don't, they don't have any information. The reason they didn't have any information is because nothing is going on. Nothing was going on. Now, you know, and again, to be fair, we're very close to this. We're very close to the situation. And we know the players and we know the, the political aspects behind it. But people are just looking for any morsel of of news or anything that goes on. So when you, when all of a sudden there are cop cars at Oak Beach, I, you know, I, I'm stopping what I'm doing and, and I'm uh, 
uh, and I'm jumping on air live in case something goes down. So having said that, Tom Shalero broke the news that there were police activity on Oak Beach. Uh, he didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. And Joe Scalise doesn't know what it, uh, what it is. He's, he's there. He's just a resident. And uh, he's you know out there trying to uh, find things. Maybe we can have him call in. Joe, if you're listening, Joe Scalise, if you're listening, uh, uh, call in certainly on the second half of this, and then we'll get an update on what exactly is going on. And, uh, you know, again, when uh, when the time comes, we'll, we'll get an update. But again, the update might be, uh, hey, the cops are still there. <laughs> we have no idea what they're doing there. The fact that they're there is newsworthy. It's newsworthy. And the, the last time that we got calls, and Joe was one of the residents of Oak Beach who called in, he, uh, he called in and, uh, you know, a woman I know over there called in and a couple called in and they said, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, a Suffolk County police officer here and then there's a plain clothes officer and, and then a, actually two, and this is a couple months back, and they had a drone taking pictures and when it was right over the spot where Shannon Gilbert was found. And what we found out, what we found out is they were shooting video and and it looked very much like, uh, and we heard the conversation coming from the DA's office and the police office, uh, the, the police uh, department, that uh, they were considering releasing the 911 tape. So we have to assume that when uh, the 911 tape comes out, that we're going to see what they were shooting and whether there is, uh, is video that matches up with the explanation of what's going on with the one, 911 tape. The one thing uh, for sure that, you know, if they decide to release it, and I think they are, I don't think they'd be doing a drone over that spot if they weren't going to release it. I, I have a feeling that the, the 911 operator and maybe the state police are going to look bad on the way it was handled with, uh, with Shannon Gilbert. And, you know, obviously, um, uh, there's a reason they haven't released that. And it has, you know, uh, Tim Sinney, I think, said it's an active investigation or whatever, which it wasn't an active investigation. It was shut down, and it was shut down by him, and it was shut down by Spoda, and it was shut down by Burke and by Ballone. So it wasn't really an active investigation, uh, but they uh, they said that. And also, I think early on, they said, well, uh, Shannon Gilbert wasn't a murder victim. And if they said that early on, from uh, from you know Burke's office or wherever orig originally came from, then they're saying there's if there's no murder, why would there be an investigation into uh, her death if they already claimed it wasn't? So again, when Tim Sinney said that, he was lying, people. You know, he was lying. It's just uh, plain and simple. So anyway, so so Sinney I, again. I don't want to flog a dead horse. Uh, Sinney's no longer here. And he's out, uh, you know, representing uh, medical malpractice uh, folks. And he seems like he got his first client, his first client. And we congratulate him for that. I don't know that he's ever represented anybody before, but he's got a guy who is, sounds like is being accused of, of uh, over-prescribing. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll figure out what he's, uh, what Tim Sinney, our former DA, is, uh, is doing and how he's making uh, a living who his clients are. Nixon Peabody is a very reputable firm, a big time 
law firm and he got a job there. I don't know how long they'll keep him. I doubt very much he's bringing in uh, clients and we'll see how he does with this, this one doctor. Um, and uh, we'll see from there. But anyway, the, the one thing we do know is that uh, he was ill-fitted for the job of, uh, of district attorney and the new guy is, uh, is getting things shaken up. And again, to all of these guys, and they have, you know, they have weekly meetings, task force meetings, and everyone is involved and everyone's included. And what we, what we have is, uh, for the first time in this case, cooperation among the law enforcement and the, the DA and the, the feds and everybody else being involved there. So we, we love that. And to, you know, the other podcasts that are, that are broadcast uh, nationally, there'll be something for them to talk about. And, and I'm, by the way, I'm willing to share with all of them. And I think they know that. And I'll share with them off the record anything I, I know that's, uh, that's, um, that I'm allowed to say. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll get out there and they'll bang away and they'll find different information um, out about uh, the, the different players. And then, you know, we'll play off of each other or we'll, we'll do whatever, but to try to get this thing going. The end game, of course, is we want, uh, we want it solved. We want this case solved for the victims more than anything and, and to, you know, uh, revive our faith in humanity that they couldn't possibly politically and law enforcement-wise cover up a serial killing. I mean, just think, serial killing cover-up. Um, again, when it gets done, when it gets solved, which I'm very certain that it will, when this gets solved, uh, it will be the biggest non-presidential political story in American history. Uh, you know, murder, uh, political story for sure. I mean, there's, uh, you know, you got Manson and you got OJ, but um, nothing really political in there. And those uh, may still be bigger stories than, than this, but this has a, an element that is much bigger than John Wayne Gacy, you know, Clownface and all, and Jeffrey Dahmer and all of that. Uh, all, of, uh, all of those things are sexy stories, quote unquote, uh, because of the sickness of the, of the people. This is going to be a much different uh, situation. And I said it before, and I just said it on Tom's show again, that uh, I have done a complete bowed face on uh, on John Bitroff. I was saying that uh, that if he was Lisk, they would have first Spoda and then then Cine would have paraded him out. They would have put him on their shoulders and said, "This is the guy. We caught Lisk. We found him." And instead of uh, convicting him of uh, of the the murder of two sex workers, they would have tied him more close to that, and I just couldn't see a political tie. I couldn't see a, a clear law enforcement tie to Bitroff, but I am absolutely convinced at this point that, uh, that I, should, uh, I, I should immediately, and I did, I've been doing it, uh, reverse my field on, on where I thought Bitroff had no involvement in LISC. I take that back, I think Bitroff, is going to be tied to a bunch of other uh, murders and and you know possibly Lisk. So I'm taking that all back. We're coming up on a break, 
and Anthony's going to take us to that uh, to that break. Anthony Barone on the other side of the glass uh, here with me, Frank McKay. We're talking Lisk Live, and the reason we're talking Lisk Live is there's police activity on Oak Beach for the first time, and a very very serious police activity. We don't know what's going on, but we know for sure there are no arrests being made today. We know that. I can say that as a fact. Frank McKay, signing off just for now. We'll be back after this with more Lisk, more Breaking It Down. it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. Frank McKay here, back with our LISC series and our weekly series. We've changed course here. We've changed course that we would have a, we thought that we'd have a recorded interview, a set of interviews, one with uh, Joe Scalise uh, Sr., and he's a longtime Oak Beach resident since uh, uh, 1970. And you know we'll play that next week for you. And uh, Jerry Perigene, who's a uh, risk re- uh, LISC researcher, and does a very good job. And we have him on for uh, next uh, next week as well. Today, uh, we, we were hoping Joe Scalise would call in, and maybe he still will. Uh, we have... A former homicide detective, Peter Fiorello, who's been on the show many times, and he's terrific. He's uh, one of the uh, one of the brightest cops, that ex cops at this point that you'll uh, you'll ever come across. And he's an old holds bar, uh, former law enforcement type, and he has been absolutely terrific. We have him on, Pete Fiorello. How are you? Fine. Yourself. I'm doing good, and listen, we're, we're glad to get you in a last second here, uh, kind of a last second thing here, but um, uh, you're hearing basically what I'm hearing uh, about the uh, the activity on Oak Beach. Uh, as far as yeah. you know, is this the first police, real police activity that we've had since the discovery of Shannon Gilbert's body? Uh, yeah, that's about it, you know, I Ever since then, that there was something about a drone for a while. <clears throat> I think the pro- the basic problem is there has there really hasn't been any any activity over there since uh, for eleven years. So, what else is new? When did you first get intrigued by this case? I mean, when it happened, and again, you're a former law enforcement, a former homicide detective. You followed this. You were involved with the Zodiac. Uh, murder and and the investigation on that. You were involved with a couple of different district attorneys, so you're no stranger to all of this. When you first yeah. heard about the 
the uh, disappearance or the uh, the discovery of the remains of Shannon Gilbert. Again, that's what got it started. I should just correct myself. I said uh, we haven't, since discovery uh, of Shannon Gilbert, we haven't seen anything or heard anything. There was a lot of activity at first uh, before Jimmy Burke took over, and then Jimmy Burke and Ballone took over, and then they kind of shut everything down. They got the FBI out, and it kind of died out around there. But at first, when we first found out about the Gilgo Four and about uh, about um, Shannon Gilbert, uh, there was a lot of activity. Right. And by the way, if you want to know, you know, for your listeners, if you, you want to know a lot about Sherry and how bad it is down there, you got to get Gus Garcia's book. Gus Garcia Roberts' book. It's coming out next week. Jimmy the King. I mean, it's the can't miss. If you if you really if you really read it and study it like it's a, a college course, you I think you'll get a better idea on how things work out there and why they work the way they do. And then you'll say, "Oh my God, it's it's that bad!" And it's all about 496 pages worth of corruption and Jimmy Burke and the other people. It's 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 a scathing book. It's a must read for, for crime junkies. I'm sure everybody on your show that listens to this is going to be buying that book. Yeah, there's there's no there's no question about it. Gus Garcia Roberts, who is right. written from you know everyone for uh, USA Today and then local here right. on uh, on Newsday, but Gus Garcia Roberts uh, did a, a tremendous amount of work on mm-hmm. uh, on Burke and the research. On uh, on Jimmy Burke and you know the first time Peter we're gonna find out and again the name of the book is Jimmy the King we're gonna have Gus on the show and we'll be talking about it and he doesn't necessarily get into Lisk uh, per se but he gets into the overall corruption of what was Correct. going on uh, through Jimmy and Jimmy the King is about Jimmy Burke the the man that was appointed police chief by Steve Ballone uh, our current mm-hmm. county executive so it's not it's not like this is ancient history this is uh, this is recent stuff this is uh you know these are things that happened um all within uh you know everyone who's uh, of listening age their lifetime their memory and and so forth so yeah good point about uh Robert's uh book he's uh, he, he's done a very good job on this you and I got previews of it and we uh um we both came away with the the, the same uh, thoughts in the same uh, scenarios there. Why at this point should we feel encouraged? And I'm encouraged by what we have here and uh, by Rodney Harris. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, uh, of course, and and of course by uh, uh, Sheriff Toulon and, and Ray Tierney. I'm very encouraged by them and what's going on. Do you, do you have the same optimism I have or a little less? Not so much optimism. It's not. It's not as negative as it was. It was non-existent prior to this. It wasn't going anywhere. Uh, Roddy Harris is top shelf guy. Uh, uh, Tierney is top shelf, and, and Toulon used to like the guy, and they think he's a great. Uh, he's a leader. So you got a shot of getting this thing solved. And, you know, they have their own pride. The, the only thing that messes me up in with experience with this is these task forces could get a little bit unwieldy after a while. Because everybody's, everybody's jockeying for, the, you know, they, 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 they want to be the star. 
and things will go haywire when that happens. And a lot of people just don't want to listen. Yeah. Just don't want to listen to to each other. No, only they could do it. And that's that's the problem with these task forces. They should be limited to just a few people to keep the others out. But you know, but it's it's, it's, it's the best we can hope for right now because these guys these these guys are top shelf people. Yeah, no doubt. And listen, you're a top shelf person. I want to bring you on here. Uh, I want to uh, want to bring uh, you back on here after Garcia's book out, and and uh, and we could kind of break it um, together. And and after Roberts does uh, his interview, and uh, right now I think we have Joe Scalise. Do we have Joe Scalise on the other line? Yes, we do. And he's going to report from Oak Beach. Peter, thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll we'll, t- we'll talk to you real soon. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you much sooner, but we'll get you on the show again real soon. Pete, thanks for being here. Do we have Joe Scalise? Hey, Frank. Yeah, Joe Scalise, everyone. Uh, once again, he, he came on for uh, Tom Shalero's great show. He has a great show from noon to, to two. Everyone knows that. And Joe was on there giving breaking news uh, about activity, police activity on Oak Beach. Joe Scalise has uh, been one of the guys that has, and his dad as well has been very candid about this investigation from day one. They've been very open about speaking about it, and most people from Oak Beach haven't been. In fact, I've I've heard from a couple other residents um, today. Uh, they just uh, they won't you know they won't come on record as saying. I understand it. I appreciate that. But Joe Scalise does. Joe, uh, give us a, a rundown of what happened today and and what's still happening, if anything. Hey Frank, this morning uh, out on Ocean Parkway, we had a uh, two Suffolk County detectives. Uh, obviously, uh, they were out uh, looking around over on the north side of the parkway, which I didn't think too much of. I went out, and when I returned back to Oak Beach uh, about an hour and a half ago, there were uh, a number of detectives in the uh, OBI parking lot, along with a Suffolk County uh, emergency services vehicle. And then uh, when I proceeded down into Oak Beach past the gate over by the uh, mailboxes, there were uh, two Marine units and uh, another suburban with uh, some detectives and uh, some guys who looked like they were uh, dressed in uh, SWAT gear without the helmets. Uh, they looked like they were about to make a move or, or do something. Uh, in the meantime, though, uh, everything went flat. But, it, but there's definitely something going on in there. You're looking or uh, or checking something out. Yeah, we're having we're having a little bit. We got all of that, I think, for sure. Are you in a uh, Are you in a tough spot for reception, or are you in a yeah, good I'm spot? Actually, uh, in the car. You're in the car. Okay. I, well, listen. You know, listen. Thanks for this. Um, my initial reaction was uh, something's breaking. Either they found more victims uh, or from uh, what it sounded like they were going to make arrest. I, I started out the show by saying, and I haven't, I tried calling you earlier, um, but I heard from a high ranking law enforcement official that, um, that there won't, will be no arrest today. They were very specific. There were, uh, there will be no arrest today, which uh, certainly doesn't mean that there's not arrest coming up. 
but there are no arrests coming today. Did it look to you like there were going there was going to be a, a, a arrest? I mean, with all of that activity and all of that personnel there, the SWAT folks. Uh, I mean, that that to me would have would have pointed to arrest. Uh, were you thinking arrest? Yeah, I was. I was actually thinking this is actually the most activity I've seen since they had Old Beach on lockdown uh, 10 years ago or so. And uh, it definitely looked like they were uh, in motion to do something. And then uh, and then it all dissipated. Yeah. When when they had uh, Oak Beach in lockdown, that was still before Ballone took office and Jimmy Burke was appointed uh, police chief. Uh, am I right? That was in 2012. 2000. All right. So that was with Ballone already there. He got elected in yeah, 2011. Was and Jimmy Burke was already there. Um, but since the, when the Shannon Gilbert incident happened, the Suffolk County police had hardly any presence in Oak Beach. They did very, uh, a very minimal investigation. Uh, nothing until uh, that December when uh, they, their hand was kind of forced by uh, the news outlets reporting and they, they felt like they had to do something. So uh, they locked down Oak Beach for a week. And uh, at the end of that week, they found uh, Shannon's body in the wetland. Was there any activity by where Shannon's body was found uh, today? Was there any uh, searching going on there? Was there any any kind of investigative work? Well, that's what it kind of looked like. The uh, cars parked uh, at the mailbox. It looked like they were uh, checking out that wetland area where her body was found, maybe looking for other bones or uh, or stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, there was a little bit of activity around that area. Now, were cops on feet? Were cops just in cars? Um, was there a combination of things going on? And altogether, how many police officers do you think were were present? No, they were they were both. They, they were uh, there were a few officers uh, on foot, and uh, it was about uh, six to eight cars, which is a, which is a lot. You never see more than uh, one Suffolk County uh, Marine uh, patrol around here. You know, you you also reported uh, a while back that uh, you saw the drone, and you know that turned out to be uh, you know right on, and there was a uh, there was a plain clothes, I, I assume detective, and uh, and there were a couple of uh, uh, uniformed officers with a drone, and they they seemed to be going over the spot where uh, where Shannon Gilbert's uh, remains were found. Um, you, uh, you you reported that this is a, a lot going on all of a sudden, uh, and, and this is since uh, Tierney's been elected and and Rodney Harrison has been appointed. Um, a, a much different feel. At least I'm seeing a different feel. And and the caveat, and I said it before, is you know we we've been starving for so long, especially the victims of the families have uh, have been starving for information and we've gotten nothing now all of a sudden we've gotten something and uh, you know we and we're continuing to uh, to be fed information and we know they're doing an investigation they're a real investigation uh this this has to feel different for you being an oak beach resident than what you've had over the last 10 years 
it does to a certain extent, and I'd like to commend the new commissioner. There are things that are finally happening. Uh, the one thing uh, that I'm kind of disappointed in is that they have not yet, though, released the 911 tape because uh, they keep uh, telling us that they are uh, protecting the investigation or uh, at this point, I don't know what the purpose of not uh, releasing the tape is. I mean, Mary Gilbert has uh, been murdered. Uh, it's been 12 years now. And uh, according to uh, Shannon's attorney, John Ray, uh, if that tape is released, the, the story that they've put forth of Shannon running into the wetlands and uh, expiring uh, wouldn't make any sense at all. And at this point, what is on that tape that they're hiding? Because it has to be something. There's no reason at this point not to release that night. Yeah, we spoke about this before uh, in the uh, in the first half of our show. That uh, one of the things that I said is that uh, that I'm sure the state police don't look great in this. And I'm not even sure it was their fault. It was just uh, it, the whole thing was botched from from the get go, and it, it certainly is not going to make the 911 um, operators look good. And I think they're going to look terrible in this uh, in this scenario. And uh, who knows? I mean, who knows what uh, what's going on? But if uh, if if there's a reason why, or if there's a uh, you know, purer reason. I mean, is that a pure reason to protect the? the I'm sure the 911 operators on onto different things now, and everybody that's involved in that uh, is onto different things now. Twelve years later, or whatever, eleven years later. Um, so I, I don't know why they don't release it uh, either. But well, John John Ray is under court order not to discuss the thing. But for uh, what I know, and I, I've uh, read a transcript of uh, of. Uh, what supposedly was the tape, uh, there are multiple male voices on that tape. And at this point, maybe the public could identify uh, uh, whose voices those are. And I, I, and I think, you know, that could be a, uh, a big reason why they're not uh, releasing the tape is, again, a cover-up. They're, uh, they're protecting somebody. Because at this point, why is it the tape release? Yeah, it, it, interesting. You know, one of the one of the uh, common people that you and I have have looked at and and have discussed is uh, is Doctor Peter Hackett, and you know he was a, always a wannabe cop, and he was there that night, and he was obviously very active in that in uh, in that whole situation, and of course the. Uh, the tapes somehow disappeared. You know, we, we, we got about three minutes left or let's, let's call it two minutes. Um, I wonder, I wonder if the, the other male voices uh, on, uh, on those tapes would be uh, Peter Hackett. And would they go to this extreme to protect a guy like that? Who's a bizarre character and um, uh, you know, not officially law enforcement, but at one time was the, uh, what was he? The County examiner or something like that. He was, uh, he was something, uh, appointed by Pat Halpin uh, back in the in the day. Uh, quick thought on on Hackett and and could that be a reason? Could he be one of the voices heard on the nine one one tape? It wouldn't surprise me. And they, they have gone uh, to great lengths to uh, basically look the other way 
um, with a doctor. I mean, the doc. There is a uh, Oak Beach resident, uh, Bruce Anderson, who gave a uh, sworn affidavit to Aaron Moriarty, and it appeared on her show that, uh, that Hackett had told him that uh, he was just trying to calm Shannon down, and that he injected her with a sedative. And he has said that to other uh, Oak Beach residents. And uh, so just on that alone, why aren't the Suffolk County police keying in on that? When, if you Google Peter Hackett's sick and distress, uh, you'll, you'll see Peter Hackett, Tom Canning, and Justin Canning all give a, a similar account of Shannon running sick and distressed, saying that she looked like uh, she was on drugs. When, in fact, uh, now they're all denying that. Uh, Justin Canning uh, has a comment that's published in the New York Post saying that they saw her footprints in the sand. Now he's backing away from that comment. Uh, Tom Canning said that uh, the three of them, plus his dog, went looking for Shannon in the area where she ran into the wetland. Well, when they didn't find her, what did they do? Did they call the police back? Did they just go and have lunch? Uh, Joe, on that note, we're about we're about 30 seconds from being cut off right here. Uh, but you listen, right on with all of that. We've spoken about that before. Thanks for calling in. We uh, we appreciate it. And we got to we'll finish this conversation again. And, and your dad will be our guest next week, the second half of our show uh but that was joe scalise everyone uh again uh, reporting that police activity for the first time in many years uh is on oak beach uh he's a lifelong resident of oak beach joe scalise he's been so open uh about this case uh frank mckay signing off for now for uh, for lisk we'll be back with more breaking it down next week and we'll see you next time on breaking it down